For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. What is up, everybody? My name is Matt Tierney, and you people are listening to Topic Thunder. Everybody, to another episode of Topic Thunder, episode two zero two. I am joined today in the uh, Quad Pod Zone. Quad Pod. We have three guests. Quad Pod City. It is time to introduce them. First, we have Steve from uh, Washington, Seattle, specifically. Steve, what's up? <laughs> it's been so long since I talked to you guys. I'm happy to be back. <laughs> Yeah, babies, babies, and it's, such. It's either I've either been off or on solo pods. Solo pods are the worst. So lonely. Yeah. All right. Yeah, they're lonely. On the other hand, I get to say whatever I want without any pushback. So. <laughs> Tyranny. <laughs> That's like my name. All right, and then next up in <laughs> Nebraska, we have Maddie Moles. Maddie, what is? Up? Hey, not a whole lot, man. Uh, Thanks for having me back on, as always. Part of the White Claw Gang. You're welcome. Opening it up. White Claw <laughs> Gang. White Claw Gang. Let's go. I don't have any White Claws. Oh, man. I I went to the store uh, on Friday to get said White Claws, and they had a 25% off sale. And so that meant everybody cleaned house. And the only thing that was left was mango, which is objectively the worst flavor of White Claw. So I refused to get it because they only came in 12 packs, and I was not going to drink 12 cans mm. of mango White Claw. See, I like the mango. I like the mango. I and the not. thing is, if you buy the variety pack, the mango doesn't come, so I feel like it's in its own tier. Ooh. Well, the lime Actually. the lime is also on its own, which I think is the best, but everyone took the Oh, lime. I have lime in my variety packs up here. They must well, they do. This. They have it in the variety, too, but they also have their own case which is why they're also special mm -hmm. but nobody ever mm -hmm. takes the mango mm -hmm. it's the always the last one left and i don't really like it because it's got a sweet hey. taste anyway i don't have a white claw today so hey more for me yeah you can take them last up in the quad pod we have jerry out in the lovely state of oklahoma jerry what's up what is up guys i am so ready to get this thing going i've missed y'all like so so much um I've been that annoying dad the last two and a half months almost, and I'm going to keep on being the annoying dad. So uh, stay tuned. Buckle up. It's a good look. It's a good look. Hey, what are those logos you're wearing? Dude, oh, yeah. That's, Niner that's freaking nation. All right. All I got to say, it's our year. 
we went like two and 14 a year, three and 13 another year or some crap like that. Like it's been rough. And it, that doesn't seem, that doesn't seem like enough games. <laughs> was there a, was there a, like, a, um, what is it it's called? Walkout. Walkout. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. Did no, they like are... not have enough time? Was We're the weather... 96. Oh, okay. But Hey, is Colin Kaepernick having a good year? Oh my God. Steve, don't How be so t- racy. All right. Is is his knee doing okay? Like, I'm sure he's been having knee issues on the turf. The number of games he's had to to kneel down and before each uh, game. Oh my gosh! All right, we're stepping off this subject because I can speak on it for the next hour. So, with that said, the Niners are gonna smack the Packers. Aaron Rodgers is gonna retire, and oh wow! Yeah, I'm calling it now. Okay, I'm totally kidding. I'm not calling that. Yeah, I wouldn't. That's a bold. Your quarterback's really cute. He is cute. Jimmy G is one of the cutest faces yeah. in the football league. He's cute. So, I'll, wait. While we're on the subject, um, Al Baby Cakes, Deborah Buckets from the Down to Dunk podcast thought I was Alex Smith holding a baby. So, um, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but <laughs> I took it as a compliment. You kind of look like Alex Smith now that I think about it. He's Jerry's just here to manage the pod. Yeah. <laughs> so thanks for the compliment. Dink, make little dink and dunk points. Not going to take any long shots or hot takes. Nope. Stay, just stay ahead of manager. the sticks. You know what I mean? Got to have third manageable. Yep. Yep. We're going to run three times before he has to throw. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so last, but I guess we should. Well, I was going to save this to the end, but we're already on the football talk. So uh, predictions for the championship games today, if anyone cares. I have 49ers and uh, Chiefs. Uh, Packers, Chiefs. I want the State Farm Super Bowl. Oh, Oh, man. I can see the commercials already. (laughs) Go ahead, Matt. State Farm is going to get so much money out of that. Yeah, State Farm has already sent all these refs a gift back. What's funny is I'm about to actually cancel my State Farm account. So, wow. um, (laughs) they're losing my money. And it has nothing to do with the ads. It's all with their service. Oh, it definitely does. Nope, it's all with the service. Mm -hmm. They're done. Mm -hmm. Maddie, who do you think you got? So, I'm taking the the Chiefs at home, and I'm taking the 49ers at home, and then I got the 49ers in the Super Bowl winning. All right, Dope. so you guys already know one of my picks, the Niners. The Niners. And uh, I'm going with the upset. I think the Titans are going to win it. Really? Yeah, well, that's that's cheering with your heart. <laughs> Shut up, Steve. <laughs> Be real nice to run into the Titans, huh? I'll take it because I know our Derek defense Henry. can handle it. Say, hey, Steve. You know, you know what? Yeah, actually, speaking of football, since since we're on the topic, right? Let's go ahead and play our ad for Big Heads. So this is Colts Corner promo. Are you a tackle football fan? Kick off your day with an episode of Colts Corner. A group of passionate Colts fans discuss the latest news around Indianapolis Colts football. You don't want to miss us. Follow us on Facebook, Colts Corner One, and on Twitter at Colts underscore Corner One, and all major podcast platforms. 
Wow. That includes Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify. Wow. Really good ad I, read. I feel like from our fellow uh, Big Heads Media uh, podcast. That Andrew Luck guy is going to have a great season next year. <laughs> I feel like uh, a whammy so, so. should have been in there. Did somewhere. I miss the Andrew joke? Luck versus Colin Kaepernick in the mm-hmm. Super Bowl. That's my prediction for 2021. XFL Championship? Is that what y'all said? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, that's enough football talk for a basketball podcast. Let's get in. Let's get into some hoops, some some hoops talk. So, since our last podcast on Wednesday, we've had a whole heap of games uh, played by Oklahoma City. Um, I will I will preface this by saying, due to a very busy weekend, I watched exactly zero minutes of the Miami game, which turned out to be a good thing. And then I watched the mm-hmm. last seven minutes of the Portland game, which was the least important seven minutes of the game. So I really don't have <laughs> much to provide yet. So I will let you guys take this over since I know you guys were a little bit more attentive to that than I was. So let's go ahead and start with Miami. Uh, we lost. So yeah. So that man, I still have I, I have visions of that zone defense oh my and my nightmares. I saw a couple nights. I don't. Awful. That's the second game now where Billy Donovan just doesn't seem to know what a zone is. No. Or how to. Which is it. weird coming from college where people yeah. actually. Do <laughs> it's it, not right? him. Right. It's not him. It's the players though. Yeah. It's definitely the execution of the plan. It, it a three-two, even at that you know the college level, the high school level. I couldn't imagine at the pros where everybody has like a seven foot six wingspan and you're having to throw cross court passes 15 feet in the air. But like the Heat can really execute a defensive plan. Like whatever Eric Spolstra is doing up there, in my mind, Billy's winning the coach of the year right now, right? Eric Spolstra is a close number two. He is just putting these guys in a really really good position to win and they beat our ass i mean as simple as that they beat shots fired shots fired jerry calls eric spolster in number two for the aggregators i don't care uh well yeah i i agree it's 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 the players though right because i think one thing you can look at with the team is what the young players are doing is probably what the coach is asking everybody to do and you see Darius Baisley and Hamadou Diallo like attacking seams of the zone, making cuts behind guys mm-hmm. into into to overload a zone, and then the old players uh, and Shea Gilders Alexander are just kind of like standing around the perimeter. It's like just move around, get two people in a zone, like make them flex their their shells a little bit. It was it was frustrating. It was a frustrating. Well, game. and granted, we couldn't shoot them out of it, right? There's only two ways to beat a zone: mm-hmm. penetrate and kick it. But you got to make the shots behind it to actually do something, and that is something we just couldn't accomplish. Um, it started in the first quarter. Well, and it's something we're not going to accomplish very often. We are, I think, last I checked, we were like the 23rd ranked three-point shooting team. So, Ooh. like, if it's not Gallo, it's rough. Yeah. Yeah. It's not our bread and butter. It's more. It's more of uh, Chris Paul's mid range, Shea and Dennis getting to the mm-hmm. basket. That's kind of where we where we thrive. And then when the three's there, we take it. But we're not really built like most of the newer NBA styles, which I kind of like to be honest. It gives defense defenses a little tougher. Um, 
or it's like something new that defenses don't really see as much in today's NBA. Uh, one thing I was going to mention is even though we lost, the biggest deficit of this game was 22 points, which was eight minutes into or eight minutes left in the fourth quarter, and we only lost by seven. So it was again a nice fourth quarter rally, but much like uh, we've seen in the past, sometimes those fourth quarter rallies aren't enough. Um, and this was another example of it, but it's it's credit to the starting lineup to try to put themselves in a position to win even after very poor defensive performance, given the fact that seven Miami players were in double digits uh, for well, this game. They put themselves in like really good mismatches. I mean, I don't know how many times mm-hmm. Jimmy Butler and Bam were just in complete mismatches. I mean, I don't know what other way to put it, but they were just shooting over people for easy dinks a lot of the game, and we were just trading baskets, essentially. Um, Until, you know, we did go on that run. You know, of course we went on a run because we were down 30 and cut it to within three. But once it got down to three, well, we just started trading baskets and had to play the foul game. So it... It, it just seemed like a crappy game from the start, though. I mean, even though we came back from 30 down, it seemed like a really, really, really crappy game from the first quarter. I don't know how much we were outscored off the top of my head, but it wasn't good. Um, I think we were down like 14, at least 10 plus points. 14, okay, that's what I, I was thinking. It was right between 10 and 20, and it just seemed to balloon out at times and then we'd bring it back in you know cut it to single digits and then Miami would execute their plan you know even a little bit better the next couple of possessions to shut us down and take it out to 20 and it was just a crazy crazy night I mean hell of a game if you if you like basketball to watch a team come back Mm -hmm. but if you're the fan of that team that has to come back it really wasn't that fun <laughs> it was hard to watch especially doing it on the heels of the, the toronto game i was just going to mention that where yeah. we yeah. that was devastating right and and you mentioned the uh mismatches that jimmy butler was getting well we know how awesome the three guard lineup has been but i think in these two games is uh kind of examples of its limitations yep. and the things you'll start to see in the playoffs because you've got shea guarding jimmy butler or like over and over and over we saw um bam was able to get switched off onto like one of our Schroeder, guards trying for instance yeah exactly Ooh. and then in the in the toronto game you've got pascal siaka being guarded by dennis Schroeder and chris paul just posting up for like the entire third quarter yeah. So, like, smart teams with the right amount of size are going to be able to take advantage of that lineup when they get a good look at it. And especially they'll be able to do it without Steven Adams in the lineup. And that goes to show how valuable Steven Adams is. The the Miami game was kind of weird because early on we thought, well, Steven's probably going to go and maybe we get Nerlens back, but we'll see. And then all of a sudden, like, right before uh, or right when the rosters came out, who was in and who was out, like, 30 minutes before the game or whatever, um all of a sudden Steven Adams was out and all we had was Nerlens Noel, uh, which was great to have him back. But, you know, he, he did work early, but that was, that was about it. You know, he had a good first like four minutes of the game 
and then Bam got settled and just got whatever he wanted inside, and that would have been ex- markedly different if we had Stephen Adams manning the middle on defense. So um, that kind of stressed everybody else, all the perimeter players that got our rotations out of whack. People weren't in the right position uh, defensively at times, and that's how the Heat were able to get out to 40 first quarter points. You're not going to win a lot of games when you allow 40 points in the first quarter. So, yeah, that's, in that's any a very quarter, true assessment. Yeah, I would argue <laughs> any quarter as well. Yeah, usually a 40 point burger is not going to do it. So, um, anyone else have a Miami loss comment they want to make before we move on? Um, I was proud of them for coming back. I don't want to discount that. Yeah, like that was yeah, that was something that this team has shown so consistently from game one to game where we at 42 43 now and yeah something like that it's that's something that a good team does is they fight no matter what and they go from you know minute one to minute 48 the same way so um i mean had they played like they did in the last, you know, 12 minutes of that heat game as they did in the first 12 minutes, would it be a different game? Probably. But uh, you win some, you lose some, I guess. True. All right. Oh, Maddie, did you have Two something? Two things. One, Nerland's Noel hit a uh, corner three with no hesitation. So, beautiful shot. Excellent. Way to go. I'd like to see more of that out of our bigs. And Diallo. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Danilo Gallinari was fantastic in this game. He was 7-12 from three, which I think yeah. was one off of his career high. I think his career high is eight in a game. But but Gallinari was the only reason why we didn't lose this game by, like, 35. So, yeah, mm-hmm. good on him. He was huge. Yeah, he was huge, and he was actually out for load management the next day since we had a back-to-back uh against portland but we did not need him Uh at all uh it was a pretty handed win uh we ended up winning by 13 not 119 to 106 um lillard did it wasn't really the fact that lillard played poorly it was just that portland is just so depleted right now uh cj mccollum was out they had a couple other role players uh I'm forgetting who it actually Bazemore was. Uh, traded. Well, Kent Bazemore got traded. Yeah. Uh, and then Tolliver was out. Rodney Hood was out. Zach Collins is out. So they just don't have a lot of depth right now, which was very apparent in this game. Um, yeah. Mello was the backup center. Yeah. That just shows you what's <laughs> going on. Hey, there to give a, him credit, he was bodying everybody up the whole night, though. Everybody. He was, he, he was a smooth four for 13. Hey, not only can he not move anymore, he cannot Ooh, be moved. Yes. <laughs> it's like an impenetrable forest meets a, a what's this, whatever the phrase is. Well anyway, said. Nasir Little played. Nailed it. Crushed Thank it. You. Thanks. Oh, geez. <laughs> Nasir Little got five points. So UNC uh, alum, Nasir Little playing well. Uh, lost a tip to Chris Paul, which wasn't great. That was beautiful. G- given the fact that he's like a good six inches taller than him. Uh, 
And yeah, that's that's kind of my takeaways from this game because I only watched the last seven minutes. Actually, the only other thing I want to say, which is regarding the depth, is in the last seven minutes they showed a shot of Hassan Whiteside going to the bench when they were like basically putting all the subs in, and it was literally just Yurkic and nobody else. Like there was nobody else on the bench <laughs> because everyone was either subbing in or like still on the court ready to be subbed in. So it was just like that's a very visual element of how depleted this team is and everybody else is at home or on a plane to their new home so that makes it even better essentially that's right uh my main takeaway from this game was how terrible hassan whiteside is like i was just watching i was watching the game and then the the second quarter came and uh noel was kind of going off so like i like backed up and was like what is going on here in the second quarter that noel is just having his way and Hassan Whiteside just like walks around and just like stands in place and waves his arms at people. It's like really an impressive lack of effort that he's giving more, up there. It's it, it's impressive. More like Hassan White Walker. <laughs> Are you a get dad? It? Are you a dad yet? <laughs> uh, do you guys get it? Like a White Walker. We apologize for Tyranny's cheesy jokes. White walkers. In no way do we support these, (laughs) nor do we endorse them. White walkers. (laughs) White. That was the Hassan Whiteside of jokes. Oh, God. Just just a remarkable lack of effort there. Uh, It's a great effort, actually. Tremendous. Oh, gosh. (laughs) I love it. I love it. No, I I was... I, so this is a hot I, I don't want to say this but he reminds me a little bit of Nerlens in the fact that he puts up like the numbers he had four blocks in this game which if you were to tell me that on a stat sheet was like oh he played pretty well but if you watch him he doesn't look like a guy who got four blocks because he's just so it's awful he's bad He's do- yeah, he doesn't he's put like he's good. He just doesn't put effort in. He ends up being like as good as, or maybe, you know, in the range of a Nerlens Noel, but he could be much better, like Stephen Adams or Clint Capella at least. Like he he mm-hmm. could be that, but he's not, and instead he should be making the same amount of money as Nerlens. But he makes much, much, much more, and he's that's the reason he yes, like twenty seven million. Hmm. He's in a contract year. <laughs> he's in a contract. But he's playing for he's, his next contract. He's getting that's the, the stats. That's his contract effort. He's getting the <laughs> stats, though. That's his contract effort. Is like, as long as I get those blocks, well, man. The GMs watch the GMs watch film. Somebody I needs to I, I sincerely don't believe all of them do. I think whoever is on the Knicks staff <laughs> looks at NBA.com box, box scores and is like, wow, three point two blocks a game, incredible. Sign him. Five years, hundred million dollars. Right now, he's got a, a window open to YouTube, like how to be an NBA GM, <laughs> and then on the other side, it's box scores of everybody in the league. Oh, he just makes an Excel sheet with like number of blocks, and then just starts like from the top, like the n- most number of blocks, and just like calls each agent until he gets the one that will like sign for however much. I bet that's how it's done. Oh gosh. Oh gosh. No, the, anyway. <laughs> the Blazers, Dame Lillard kicked our butt, but 
we literally handled business everywhere else. Basically, I don't know how how many blocks did he have? Two, three, at least. Uh, at least two. Yeah, one. Um, and one, one of them was amazing at the rim. Um, just straight up stuffed him. Was totally clean. And um, I think he went down and got the dunk right after that off of I forget who passed it to him, but it was. It was pretty stinking cool. That dunk was off a Nerland's block. But okay, okay, okay. Yeah, that dunk was off a, Ner- a cool Nerland's block. I thought Dort did a really good job Ooh. on Lillard. That's the second time uh. this season that he's like, he's just so good at getting around screens or getting through them. He just kind of shoves his way through, but well, I think to the side enough not steals. to get a foul called most of the <laughs> I'd time. I'd say I think he shows his presence that first screen that you know teams show him. Because if you look at him, he puts mm-hmm. those elbows out, and he's like, all right, I'm going to make you pay if you're going to end up setting a screen on me. And if uh, you just get in my way, I'm going to run you over. Because he usually takes a pretty quick foul getting over a screen every single game. But oh, yeah. I think it sets up... He fouls a yeah, lot, I, I, he's a Well, no, but I think it's it sets a, the mentality, you know, on the offensive player, like, do I really want to set this screen the same way that I did last time? He elbowed me in my liver. I don't want to do that again. Um, in your liver? Wow. Well, yeah. Impressive. Yeah. I mean, you can get yeah. pretty calculated with these things. And uh, Dort is definitely a guy that guys don't want to screen after their first time, it seems like. Dort is the antithesis of Hassan Whiteside in every facet <laughs> because Hassan Whiteside is a large human being with immense talent but does not care. Dort is uh, rather small for his his position. Not as much talent naturally, but plays his heart out on like every second he's on the court. You hush your whore mouth about Dort. He puts forth everything that's a compliment and he has that's a compliment he has a great body okay he can handle a little bit of everybody i i said nothing about his body i just said he's he's small for his size he's still a large for his position he's still a very large human being what position is he let's ask that question he's a forward he considers himself a point guard he's not that he's a forward but is he not I mean, if he wants, he's, he's a can... point guard in college. He spent the whole game guarding Dame Lillard. I mean, all right. He's walking like a duck and quacking like a duck. Is he a duck or what? No, he's point guard. <laughs> all right. Dort is actually German for duck. I don't know if you guys know that. It's true. Oh, it's Google. Jerry was that? That Jerry did that on purpose. I bet. Right. <laughs> you knew that before. definitely do that all right anyone else have anything on the portland game before we do some trade talks um uh one of my favorite parts of the portland game was right at the beginning of the fourth quarter when i think we were up by like 10 to 13 or something like that and chris paul was like thinking maybe this game was kind of in the bag for us he was just like he would throw the ball to Shea and have Shea bring it up. And then Shea like tried to drive in and kicked it over to Chris Paul. And Chris Paul just like chucked it back to him. and was like, no, like you do it. <laughs> he just like spent five minutes being like, no, Shea, this is your turn. Like, go, go get it. It's it like, it's like when Kevin Love 
in that one game just like yeah. took the ball from Sexton and like shoved it like the other direction trying to get a play to happen. Yeah, except Chris Paul did it out of out of yeah, love. Not, very different. Like well, and Chris yeah. Paul, that's one thing. If <laughs> he was very supportive, if, if I can just say real quick, Chris Paul started off the game trying to score. Like he came out the gates he hot. He, mm-hmm. he usually tries to end the game that way, and I think he came out on purpose. You know, especially after that heat loss, to come out and really, um, you know, really fight and put some points on the board for the team before the fourth quarter. He usually tries to be a little bit passive and, um, you know, get everybody else yeah, well, involved. Did you see his? Did you see his quotes after the previous game, after the Miami game? No. He was asked in the locker room. Um, several variations actually of like why are you guys getting off to these slow starts because that was two games in a row where they got killed in the first quarter and his response the first couple times was basically like i don't know i need to watch the film and we'll figure it out Uh then the third time he was asked this a variation of the same question he basically said like again i don't know we got to figure it out but we're gonna figure it out because this sucks right now and so yeah i think when you say he came out deliberately and aggressively in the first quarter like that's how he figured it out you know it's like i'll just do it myself then yeah well we need it shoot especially whenever you got an extended 3-2 zone that doesn't move and that's something about the miami game i'm gonna rewind real quick yeah it definitely felt like those guys were just living in the lane the whole freaking game I, i don't know how many three second calls i counted in my head throughout that thing but it was yeah. a lot and um well well there's more than three seconds for in a being game. too close to the well line. i was about to say we have to figure that out and extend it out a little bit make these teams if they are gonna stay in the lane make it a little bit more obvious for the refs to call those three seconds um because oh yeah speaking of which another point about the blazers game there was some assistant coach for portland that was yelling three seconds like <laughs> every three seconds (laughs) when we had the ball it was like it was his job they're like your job is just to yell three seconds every three seconds and hope he's got he's got a stopwatch glance down there yeah he's got a stopwatch he's timing ridiculous like in the nfl or or in college or whatever there's the one assistant that's responsible for like both holding the the headset like uh wire for the head coach and also like keeping them off the field you know yeah, the get back the, coach. The get back I coach. love those guys. So they have a they have a, a three second coach. I feel like that's not a bad yeah, idea. I, I count to three. Job. I feel like I should be qualified it's for like, that can, job. His interview was like, "Hey, can you count to three? Yes, you're hired. <laughs> but are you over <laughs> six many, eight? Yes. How many seconds are three seconds? Three seconds. Wow. But but can you yell that? Yeah. <laughs> that's not a bad idea. Like if they had an assistant coach for every uh, sort of foul that you could call. Like, they have one for three seconds. Mm-hmm. They've got one for, like, double dribble, Travel. traveling. I think a lot of them have a travel a travel coach. I think I see that guy sometimes. Yeah, a travel coach <laughs> for both traveling and, like, traveling <laughs> on the court. Yeah. A travel coach so, who travels. So, he, so if they had that. He does logistics and he calls great. out penalties or, or fouls. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's two birds in one nice. stone, really. And they really, they really need, like, especially for Houston games, right? Because of uh, Harden. They just need a guy who knows the exact definition of traveling to a T so that whenever they don't call yeah. it, he can it's, be like, hey. It's better if he doesn't know it and he just yells it every time. That's the, the true 
college. He doesn't know. He doesn't know anything about basketball. <laughs> he's just like travel. He's dribbling. Yeah, he's like at he's like at midcourt. He hasn't even like started a drive yet. Travel. What? So, a, a couple of things. Three seconds. Uh, German for duck is like Ante. Um, oh. According to Google machine. So. Oh no! I I. It's slang. Oh, it's German. So like Deontay Burton. Yeah, you're. I'm just more fluent, so it's you know. It, it's what the this kids is from like. Say. It's this is old school East German, uh, actually. Well, tear down that wall. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. That's that's <laughs> yeah. uh, And then um, for for the Blazers game, this goes to show how depleted the Blazers were. Gary Trent Jr. scored thirty points off the bench, and they still. In I thought, I thought he was Patty Mills for a second. <laughs> I'm not even gonna lie. Um, I thought that was Patty Mills. I was like, holy crap! Lovely. When did Patty Mills get here? Did he? Does he look like Patty Mills? Just a little bit, yeah. <laughs> he doesn't look anything like. Yes, him. he does. <laughs> I'm pulling this out. They don't look. He's got those moppy looking dreads. They look kind of no alike. Way. And a goatee. Leave me alone. Um, no We way. still outscored them by nine points off the bench. Just, just to to prove they had a guy score thirty off the bench, and we still outscored them by nine in bench points. So. I mean, in all fairness, Gary Trent was hooping though. Like, that guy was hitting every single shot, taking advantage of every single opportunity that we gave him. And, uh... Yeah. He looks nothing like We got the full Deontay Burton experience. He looks just like him, Tyranny. Screw you. Dude, he looks looks more like the Deontay Murray. Or not Deontay. Who's the other guy for the Spurs? Deontay Murray? Um, What's his name? Deontay Murray, yeah. He looks more like him. We got a... We need to get a side-by-side photo, and we're going to tweet this yeah, out with the this pod. Yeah, this is definitely this is definitely have a going poll. He looks like Patty Mills. Screw you. Mm. <laughs> so, also, uh, watching this game, Stephen Adams came back, and while Adams didn't score a ton, it, he was just a, a very calming presence, uh, both offensively and defensively for us. He was only one of seven from the field, though. So that, that was a little concerning, yeah. but Chris Paul was 11 of 15. So it's like they like balanced each other out. Um, and was Shea, Shea was also like 11 for 15, right? Or something. Nine of right 17. He was nine, nine for seven. Oh, for four yeah, from three, right. but they were yeah. all good looks. Double, double. 10 rebounds. 10 rebounds. Do you think his did mom you guys see, critiqued him? Did you guys see the play where – did you guys see the play where Deontay Burton had a jump ball and he jumped, just jumped up and tapped it back to Steven Adams and then Dennis Schroeder on the left side of the court just ran a go route <laughs> and see oh, yeah. just I uh, saw that quarterback tossed it all the way to under the basket. Yeah, the best football player of the cool. weekend. Yeah, it was, like, it was like Deontay Burton was the center and he just snapped it to Steven Adams in shotgun and he just threw it late, threw it long. Mm-hmm. It was <laughs> Big time Minnesota uh vibes there yo you guys get on reddit often no they they've taken the picture of like of dennis Schroeder pointing at the, the the game clock on the other side of the court uh and pointing at steven adams that's a or, great or picture looking at steven adams and every time we win we we update our we as a thunder community update our record in there uh into where the the shot clock would be um 
So like that, that is like one of my favorite pastimes from this year for one thing we're doing. Um, and then another one is I'm sure you guys, since this is the official, uh, thunder podcast, of thunder Twitter, um, I'm sure you guys see when other teams post other teams, social media posts, like they lose to Oklahoma city. This like, this is my all time favorite thing I've ever yes. seen on Twitter. As far as the thunder community, it's the best. Oh my gosh. You just lost a thick Paul. Like <laughs> with this body, the have magazine you seen, picture. Have you seen the, have, have you seen the Lego man? Oh my gosh. It, it's Deontay Burton <laughs> as the Burton. Lego man. It's so great. It's so great. So Twitter, good job. Keep it going. It's outstanding. The ratio is strong. It's in outstanding. This one. Yeah, we'll just so to clarify a little bit. Whenever the other team's official Twitter account posts the final score that they lost to the Thunder, all the Thunder fan base is just spamming these pictures of the players that say you lost to such and such player in the hundreds underneath in the comments I, I, of those it's, posts. It's quite literally several hundred replies in a minute. Like the first minute it's up, it's <laughs> yeah. it's that. Like it is insane. But. Also, that reminds me, the port. Did you guys see the Portland's graphic after they lost? In the bottom corner, it says it says Portland versus Seattle. Whoa! Yeah. That, like, are, are you kidding <laughs> me, Portland? Like, what I, is that? I missed that one. I had to quote tweet what that. What is that? Brow? I like. Yeah. That. They're so. They are so, like. I, what's the? I don't even know. What, like, it's just so shady. Funny. You know what made that post better though is all the Thunder fans posting their "you just lost to" memes over and over oh. and over. Yeah. They got ratioed so bad; it was great. So I didn't feel one bad. One of the best things, one of the best things Thunder Twitter has done the entire season. Oh yeah, and I I hope we continue to make more. Like I really enjoy seeing new ones every time we win. Oh, so. My favorite. The one that killed me. It's really the only reason I want to win games oh, at this point. It really is. Yeah. All right. I'm going to say my favorite real quick, and everybody say their favorite meme, okay? Mine is the, you just lost a thick paw with two Cs and him on the Sports Center uh, body issue. Yeah, that's what that was what Steve said. Oh. That's a good my one. second favorite I love that one, one is Shea Gilgis-Alexander's face imposed on Dame after Dame hit the playoff game winner. <laughs> That's, a good that's one. the best. <laughs> that's a good one. That, that was really mean. well done. Whoever made it, it'll that. be tough to ever beat that. Yeah. <laughs> that was a fantastic video or photo. I like that. There's always like some random personal like post, uh, like Kyle Singler. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You just throw in like just random people not on the team anymore. I love it. All right. I we, I, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited for new ones every time we win. So, looking forward to that. Oh, yeah. All right, you guys ready for some trade talks? No. Yeah. All right. See you guys. No, yeah, let's do it. Uh, do some trade talks. Trade talks. So, we asked you guys on Twitter to send us some trades you haven't really seen mentioned yet that you want to kind of get into the conversation. So we had quite a few responses, so thank you. We're going to try to go through these really quickly because there's a lot. Um, I want to cover as many as I can. So these are in no particular order, by the way. I just put them down 
in the order I saw them on Twitter. Uh, so first, we have a trade from at Shamzul Hazik 2. His trade is Gallo and CP3 to Philly for Ben Simmons, Matisse Thibel, and a first-round pick, although it is not specified in the tweet which year it is. Uh, so that can be variable. So basically, like, uh, you're giving Philadelphia Chris Paul, who is probably a better fit as far as a point guard for them than Ben Simmons. We're getting back a nice young asset in Matisse Thibel and Ben Simmons. They also get a nice shooter, which they also need a lot of, um, and then a pick as well. So what do you guys think about this one? Philly yeah. says no. Yeah. I think that's too much with Ben Simmons. Maybe if we put in Simmons and like someone else besides Thibault, that's not as valuable. I say no. Well, well, I don't, I don't think a Simmons for Chris Paul trade is on the table from Philly's perspective. But the idea that they would also send us a pick, I think, is uh, a little much. Um, what about and then if we're talking about? Well, maybe if we send a pick the other way. Well, I don't think they really care about picks. They're trying to win. What about Gallo included? Like, what if you threw in both of them? Wasn't that already the deal? Oh, I thought you were saying just CP3 straight up for Ben Simmons. They wouldn't do. But you're saying no, both. Yeah, I just don't the, think that's a The money a wouldn't start. work. I don't think that's a start of a package that would work. Yeah, I haven't thought of it. I didn't really it's get a close chance. It's close-ish, I think. Look. It's yeah. close enough that it could work with throw-ins. Yeah. 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 No. I have right. seen Al Horford mentioned in a lot of uh, trade talk for the the Sixers. Sure. That's that's another one we got up here. Let's, let's just go ahead and do that one. This is actually a three-way deal. Ooh, three-way. Uh by at driving the paint. So this, I mean, this might already be a no given that what we just mentioned, uh, but it's Chris Paul to Philly, uh, Horford to Atlanta, and then we would get Matisse Thibel, Reddish, Car uh, Chandler Parsons uh, to Oklahoma City. I personally think Atlanta would say no to that as well as Philly. I don't know why Atlanta wants Al Horford, at, you know? Right now, he's getting old. Well, for for free, basically. Well, no, they give right? him. Just they give him Parsons. No, they give up Reddish too. Ah, uh, well, he's not been very good. I don't. I don't think that's terrible. And Al Horford's kind of a legend in Atlanta, so I could see them being interested. But yeah, I I agree. They'd probably want I'd something else Reddish, in return. Yeah, we'd probably have to kick him a first round. I I think Reddish will be good. Yeah. I guess so. The question I think we need to ask before we go any farther is: Are are we still? <laughs> how far out of out of the water are they going to have to blow us to entice us to trade Chris Paul this season? Blow us out of the water. All right. <laughs> Sentence structure is important. It's enough champagne for you, Jerry. Coming in Sorry. hot, boys. Sorry. Yeah. Coming in hot, boys. Uh, yeah, it needs to be really, really juicy. A nice juicy deal. I don't even know. I haven't been able, been able to really define what that would mean. It would probably have to be. I mean, honestly, like Ben Simmons would have been the guy that I'd be like, yeah, I'd go for that. Uh, but like we already mentioned, Philly says no. Um, there's not a lot of players. Like maybe Carl Anthony Towns. 
it would have to be somebody like that for me to be like, okay, definitely. Mm. I see. I'm still. I'm on the no train to all trades right now. No, unless you're get, all let, trades. So, I don't no, think no, you can no. say let no me, to all trades. Let me rephrase, since you guys are going to be literal buttholes right now. We're not actually literal buttholes. We're all human beings. We have buttholes. Okay, you're right. With a but, butthole, we have them. But it would have to be a really good deal for us to take on anything, is the way that I feel. The way that this team is gelled. I think whenever we were talking in the beginning of this season, we had a lot of we don't knows in effect. You know, we didn't know how this was going to look. Steve hated CP3's face. I didn't like his demeanor. It's not a good face. Yeah. It's, it's not still a not a good face. But, it hasn't changed. But you guys know what I'm saying here. That that going from October 1st until now, we feel totally different about this team. So in my opinion, unless you're giving me something that's just really going to bolster my future, I'm not messing with you. I don't want to hear it. I have a future. And I have a team that can make the playoffs right now and is actually in the hunt four and a half games up on the nine seed so it's I, ugh, I'm, like I said uh, it's got to be a good deal it's just got to be a good deal yeah, I can't take yeah, no bullcrap uh, and I don't want Ben Simmons I've heard Ben Simmons tossed around a whole bunch no no why? he's had the best trainers in the world in the NBA in the best league in the world and still can't figure out his shot Screw him. He's literally got one thing good about his game, and it's his transition and his ability to go straight to the rim. That is it. Other than that, he is a waste of freaking time to me. He cannot shoot. He can't do anything. I like Ben Simmons. Yeah. um, I would like to point out that we're the seven seed. But my, my... what I was saying is that they, you know, we're talking about teams that are in the ninth and 10th seed that we have a huge lead on right now. A huge lead on. Like, there's no reason to make changes that we don't need to make. Just still, for the I sake of things. We need to look at this realistically. Like Steve said, we are the seventh seed, and that's great. Like, that's much better than we ever expected. I mean, some of us were, like, saying, we're going to be the eighth seed, and that's a hot take in October. But, like, this still isn't a team. It's that, nice. Yeah, it is, it's nice. But it's not, it's not like a, a cha- championship team if we're thinking realistically. Like, unless three or four teams go down with some crazy injuries by March, which isn't out of the possibility, but all of that has to fall into place, and then we have a shot. I don't even think that's... Then we have a shot at the conference. So, yeah. So, so you it's guys... Like, it's like, what are you actually playing for this season? If you're, or, or would you? It it seems more uh, fundamentally sound to make a trade that, even if it hurts us this season, which it probably will, because you get rid of Chris Paul, it would build us up for the next three years, four years, which is what we should be still looking at. I, that's a that's thing. That's sort of my perspective. So, so hold on a second. Do you not think that we still are loaded for the next couple of years? Like is Definitely. is that a yeah, feeling that you guys have? Be, but what if we were more loaded? I know, but exactly. okay, and and maybe Fully it's loaded. just because you guys aren't from here, right? And you guys don't live here. But a Thunder playoff run, re it 
it invigorates the city in a different way, in my opinion. Like, yeah, it's cool to have the billboards up of the the preseason and, you know, having the same one up until playoffs. But once playoffs comes around, it's a completely different feel around here. And I just can't... I, I can't sell out on that yet. I don't know why I, I can't believe it. My heart's like, oh, Jerry, just believe in the future. Just go ahead and just trade it all away. And then once it's happened over the last couple of months... Like, yeah, we had a really crappy October. We had a, eh, November. But we had a really damn good December. And we're we're okay in January. Like, I definitely feel like we need to just make a push. Have fun with it. If we get there, Define we get that. there. Well, at the end of the day, being in the playoffs, there's 22 other teams that want to be there, and they're not. You know? and Well, not 22, but... You know, 14 other teams, eight in the, you know, the eight in each conference is what I meant. But there's like playoff basketball is just different. No matter what, if you lose the series or you win the series, it's different, man. And I think that you give a young core like we have. I mean, hell, we've started Shea, Baisley, uh, and. Steve-O, and then who's the other one we've been starting recently? I mean, we had Dennis one game, and then who's the other one we, we got had? Diallo. Um, Diallo started. All right, Shay. I mean, you're talking a bunch of young bucks here. Why not let them get a little bit more playoff experience, no matter what, if it's one series, two series, whatever. It's a series that gets them ready for the next level. That makes yeah. I mean it's so all right. Let's let's so I agree. Playoffs is. I remember 2012. That was I was still in Oklahoma at that point, and that was awesome to see. But let's say we keep this squad and try to make it better. Right now, as it stands, we're the seventh seed. So if the season ended today, which is kind of dumb because it's a weird hypothetical, but if it did, if we are on this pace, we're probably going to sit around the same seed and the Clippers are going to be around the two seed. Who so, cares? Who cares? Okay. Right. But let's say, so we beat them, but we also beat them when Kawhi was doing load management, which he's not going to do in the playoffs. Cause he's, that's what he's like load managing. For. Okay, cool. So are you going to beat the full squad? No, if we lose, we lose. It's still playoff right. experience. That's the way that right, I look at I, it. So, so what I'm saying is that, yeah, that we're going to get there. But what if we could get there without Chris Paul and we got something for the future and still so, made it to that first round as a seventh seed? Let's be realistic here. Let's just be realistic. If we don't have Chris Paul on this team all season, right? And this is coming from one of the guys that hated Chris Paul whenever we made this trade. I cried on the damn pod about it. I thought about that like, the other day. <clears throat> yeah. Well, that was more Russell Westbrook. Well, but but still, you know, like yeah. I, you know. Do I think that we would really make the playoffs without Chris Paul the rest of the way? Hell no. No. I mean, like, no. it depends on who we get back. It depends on who we get back. But so realistically, like, no, we're, we're we're selling out for future draft picks that we don't know what they're going to aspire to be. Like, don't get me wrong. I love... I know what Chris Paul's going to be in three years. I know oh. what he's going to be this year, though. I don't care about two years from now. I care about right now. And that's what I'm talking so, about. You sound like the Kings. Uh, but, uh, sorry, Vladi Divok is not my GM, okay? 
I have a lot better GM than the Sacramento right. Kings. I don't need another 10 draft picks. Because he cares about two years from now. But Sam can care about now and still have the same result in three to five years. That's my point. We don't have so to get rid of some core pieces here just to make the playoffs and even make a run. Because I honestly think this team at their best, especially stretches the defensive possessions that I see, I really think whenever they're trying and really just putting forth the maximum effort, that they can win and beat a lot of really, really, really good teams. Let's let's, really let's do an teams. exercise real quick, and then I've got a point to make. Um, so out, out of these... Like physical exercise? Because I don't want to... Like men- <laughs> mental exercise. Let's, let's like talk through this real quick. Okay. All right. So honestly, like if we're looking at things objectively, the Lakers and the Clippers probably outmatch us in a best of seven, right? Everybody fully healthy? Yeah. I think that's objectively like... Is fair. that is that yeah. where the line is drawn? Or do we add like Denver or Utah to that mix? I, I don't believe it. I, I would just like to point out that upsets in the NBA basically do not happen. Yeah. Not anymore, right? I think the NBA it's, is changing. The point five. of a seven-game series. I think the it's NBA is changing enough seed. to where the strategy and the execution of it... No, honestly, like I'm not trying to be funny right now, but the, the, look at Greg Popovich. How many times has he been outmatched over the last dec- or two decades? And has still found a way to Not win. Not very many. No, yes, he has been. No, the Spurs have had no, talented the Spurs, teams. The Spurs haven't lost. The Spurs don't win as an underdog. Nobody no. does. The, if you go look at so, the Spurs stats, they're all a bunch of middle of the roaders. Nobody that is just standing yeah, they, out. They've been out in the first round. Here's here's oh going to be the rest of my exercise because I'd like to get on here for a second. Sorry. What? So we've got Denver. We've got Utah. We've got Dallas, we've got Houston, right? We have us, um, and then the the two the two LA teams. That's that's basically the one through seven, right? And then there's like Memphis and San Antonio, kind of fighting it out for for the eight spot. Portland, and Port, and three Portland and a half games there. back right now. All right, so yeah. so that's great. My question would be: Is there anything that we could do that would move the needle to put us ahead of that pack of five? Not the two LA teams, but the pack of five. Is there anything available you to us that's not to. sacrificing the future to get us ahead of them? Okay. Would trading Chris Paul or trading Danilo Gallinari? Now, granted, probably picks is the easy way out, but I think at this point, Presti's not looking for picks. I think he's probably looking for young players to contribute mm-hmm. now to, to, to build around Shea. So, if we regress in some of that playoff experience, could we still be in the mix at seven or even eight and, and still get the playoff experience? The answer is yes, because the rest of the, the Kings, the Kings yeah, are I awful, agree. right? The Kings are doing nothing. The Warriors are Terrible. doing nothing. The Pelicans, even when they get Zion back, I don't know that that's going to be enough, right? Like he's, he's just coming back now. Mm-mm. I don't think that they have enough horses to get there. We could still very well trade Chris Paul. We could still very well trade Danilo Gallinari. We can still very well trade Dennis Schroeder. We could possibly trade all three of those guys and still make the playoffs, depending on what we get back. So that's my first thing. Right. Second, 
It all depends on what we get back. Yeah, it does. And and you know what? Presti's mm. going to get maximum value, right? When this Chris Paul deal went, everybody was saying, well, OKC's going to have to attach one or two first-rounders just to move Chris Paul. That might not be the case anymore. Um, so we don't know. But uh, <laughs> the other thing, people are talking about Ben Simmons. In 2021, Chris Paul makes $43 million or forty-four. He makes $44 million on that deal. Ben Simmons makes $31 million. And I would argue that their value in the league is probably going to be similar at that point. Unless Ben Simmons can... Well, they're not going to trade us well, Ben Simmons. No, I'm, I'm just saying like that's the guy that people are saying is, you know, hey, him and Embiid aren't working out. We don't know their long-term uh, projection for, for staying on the same team. I do think they need to get rid of Simmons, but I don't think it'll be to yeah. us. Like, I don't think they fit well together. And that's fine, but like... Guys like Ben Simmons are going to be making $31 million in 2021, $33.9 in 2022, and $36 million in 2023. Now, I don't know what the league's cap's going to look like by then, but that's not a, that's not a small chunk, chunk of change. And by the, by the way, at that point, we're going to need, in what, 2022? We're going to need to extend Shea, right? He's probably going to end up being a max mm-hmm. player, too. So we got to keep that in mind with some of these guys that we're going to be trading Chris Paul for. I know we want some young talent. And our best way to build a team for the next couple of years is getting guys that other teams don't necessarily want that maybe have a bloated contract and getting assets with them, right? But 2022 is kind of like that year. Like that's the year where we're going to be able to take the biggest step forward. We're going to extend Shea. He's going to stay with us probably unless something goes really wrong. Um, we're gonna have unless the Raptors fans sway that's him. That's the double. Jerks. That's the double draft or 1.4 times draft, as Steve calls it, um, where we can <laughs> actually move. Maybe we don't use those picks <laughs> to draft players for us. Maybe we use those picks to trade to other teams to build around Shea more. Um, the flexibility that we're gonna have there is key. Well, Chris Paul at the end of 2021, like his deal's done. So that's all off the books. Right. Steven Adams is going to be, you know, potentially getting re-signed for much less. Um, Danilo Gallinari obviously is not on the books at that point. So that we're going to have a lot of uh, financial flexibility at that point too. So it's just something to consider when we're, we're throwing a lot of things around is, is Presti doesn't necessarily want to get us in, in cap hell three years from now. It's fine for now. That's a, that's a thing. But We've never cared. I mean, from the 2013 season on, we have not cared about the cap. We've continuously found ways to go over it and spend the money around a good team. And I don't think Clay's going to change. And I think that Sam will still be aggressive. And there's no point in just folding right now whenever we're sitting number seven in a very competitive Western Conference, man. Like... We are we have a plus five hundred record against the Western Conference, and then a way higher plus you know five hundred versus the Eastern Conference right now. This team is good, and then if Gallo throws us a bone and does a sign and trade, well, it can't be that high. We're only five games. We're only five games over five hundred. Well, still to be over five hundred in the Western Conference is impressive, in my yeah, I opinion. I think we're it's like fine. It's, seventeen it's and fourteen. Fun. It's fun. And I don't think anybody's suggesting that we just like that we pay to get rid of Chris Paul or that we just like completely demolish the team. But if you're 
if somebody makes you an offer that makes you better in the future, we're not going to pass it up to make the seven mm-hmm. seed. Yeah. I, that's just like not Sam Presti. How do you how do you guys right. gauge that though? Would you like honestly? Would you take a like? How do you gauge that? On a on a case by case basis. I, well, you know the same argument that a lot of us are making, and I'm just making an example here. The same argument that a lot of us are making about Lou Dort, we made about Josh Hustis five years ago. You know, because he had what? one good what? series, and it's that's what I'm saying. Like, what? When do we decide? that what we have is good enough to just go have fun with it and we'll see what the future holds because we have a crap load of freaking draft picks like screw it let's just wait it out more is better no no that's not that's not sam presti's style he's not just saying we're just gonna have fun like we're gonna get if if somebody makes us an offer for chris paul that makes us better in the future he's gonna make the trade so what makes Again, what what's that? What is that for you? What makes this better in the future? Dep- it's on a it's on a case by case basis. All right, best so like, best case and worst if he, case. If we can get be, best case, so if we can get a trade that gets us off of the last year, maybe even two years of his deal, and gets us assets in the future, then he'll do it. Okay. Because you know what. Cap space is cap space is more assets. Okay, so worst case then. Worst case, we keep the team as is. So that's your worst case. You know, it always makes. Yeah, it it always makes me laugh when people are like, like there was this report that oh the Thunder actually aren't going to trade Danilo Gallinari unless the deal is worth it. It's like yeah, we're not going to make any (laughs) trade unless the deal is worth it. That's like how trades work. I'm not going to buy that candy bar unless I think it's worth a dollar, you know? That's like, funny. that's that's how transactions work. <laughs> like, well, breaking. Like, so, yeah, worst Sam case Presti scenario, we don't buy the candy bar. Trade. Yeah. Worst case scenario, no dessert. But at the same time, we is still it, have this nice meal. Is it, do you think that worst case is worth sacrificing playoff experience for a young core that we already have right now? Worst case, my worst case is no trade which is fine no my worst That's case is trading it's chris worst paul for, it's not bad it's worst my tr- my fear is trading chris paul for like an expiring and not really getting back much asset. well and and that's my thing is is there's so many different options in those scenarios right but i but i want to push back on that though because if we trade chris paul for expiring contracts we get more assets next year steve i think we lost steve all right, so we'll have to uh, have some more of this conversation in the future because we need to get to the rest of these picks. So I think we can just look at more fringe trades that we've been uh, that some people have been asking. These aren't really like swaying the needle as much, but they're just interesting to kind of entertain. So um, one, which came from at Thunderlandia24. Oh, Steve is back. And he left. Wait. And he's left. Okay. We're having <laughs> connectivity issues. That's okay. Uh, so, yeah, at Thunderlandia24 at wanted to know if we would be interested in a trade with the Knicks. And this is more to get off of Robertson's contract, it sounds like. So, you trade Dre, Ferguson, Burton, uh, a first, one of our firsts, and 
two of our second round picks and you get back Frank Frank Attilica or whatever you say his name. Tilakina. <laughs> Don't say it like Steph Tilekina. Curry. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> Telekina. <laughs> Frank. I'll just call him Frank. Uh and then you also get Kevin Knox and uh Bullock. So that's not really a trade that's that a no for me. Is yeah. I mean that I think the the part that I'm sorry, say what we're giving up for that? So we would be giving Dre up Burton. Dre Burton Ferg, uh one of our first, it's not specified which, and then two second round no. picks. Yeah. That's too much. I'm interested in having Tilakina. That he'd He's, be a good, yeah, that's good the, young addition, but that's I'm not giving up Ferg like and a Ferg. pick. If at you, this point. If if you threw out like the hmm. first if you gave up the first, or if you took out the first and then you got rid of like Ferg. So if it was Dre, Burton, two second round picks, and then like Frank and Bullock, because I don't really like Kevin Knox. Yeah. I would do that. Deal. Yeah. Frank is good. Mm. I like him. All right. Uh, so I guess we're in agreement there. The other. No. So this is an interesting. I'm just going to say no to every <laughs> single trade. Jerry's just going to say no to everything. All right. Uh, okay. So. Um, Danilo Gallinari and the and um, Andre Robertson for uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Yes. Straight up. I'll do it. Oh. Jerry, oh. call me crazy. <laughs> yes. Oh. <laughs> hey, we did it! <laughs> Yay! But you made it that good. I can't help it. Our starting lineup of Chris yeah, Paul. Yeah, so that's uh, that. My point Gilgis though is there's a line, you know, there's a line. Well, yes, Paul, but I, a lot of the scenarios that were tossed out in my defense is that that line wasn't close enough for me to jump over it. Like, it's got to be a really damn good fine. line, you know, for me right now, especially being here and understanding, you know, not only the economic impact but everything else that it has here. I mean. It doesn't seem like it's Oklahoma City unless there's Thunder playoff basketball. We've had one year, or technically two years. The first year we understood that we were going to suck. But, you know, we've had two years out of the 12 that we've been here out of the playoffs. And I don't want to make it a third right now. I'm not ready. So just bear with me on that. Okay, guys? We'll bear, we'll bear with it. Uh, so I want to just bring up one more since we're running a little long here. Uh, at Russ is my daddy, which is always a fun username to say. Uh, <laughs> he didn't really give a trade scenario, but he was just asking about Robert Covington if we could get him. Uh, so I guess that's more up to us to sort of like figure out what the package would be. Uh so I did. I talked to Zach Noble, friend of the pod, of the pod. about this on Twitter, um, and obviously we saw the reports that Minnesota is. What did they say? It was increasing Interest. the intensity of their pursuit, or something like that. Yeah, of, basically they're interested in D'Lo for D'Angelo Russell. Sounds like yeah. a Pokemon, which I just thought was funny. It just made me picture them like chasing him really hard, like <laughs> on foot. They can't catch him. But I talked to him and he said, and so I was like, okay, so what if, if you can't get D'Lo, what do you think about uh, Robert Covington for Dennis Schroeder deal? A deal centered around that. 
And he said that that was something that he would consider. I think we'd have to throw in a second or something like that, which would be fine for me. Yeah. What? Jerry, what are these faces? No. No. Robert Covington has made NBA all-defense teams. Sure. He's a small forward. We don't have a small forward. But we Dennis Schroeder is having a good year. We literally have three three players that fit that mold, though, that are under 21 years old. Who? What? What? Bay or 23, rather. Baisley, Ferguson can be placed there. Um, Shea can be. No. Pl- yes, they what? can be. They can be placed what? there. No. Yes, they can what? be. What? Okay, not? who's what? guarding Paul George? Any three. Any of those three that I just named. Dude. What? He has three inches on all of them and and 50 pounds. He has three inches on everybody and 50 pounds on anybody that's under 22 not years Not Robert old. Covington. Oh, my God. Robert Covington's all defense, dude. Oh my Ro- God, Robert Covington! All defense level small forward. Here's here's the thing that's great about Covington. What? And we haven't gotten to see this come to fruition enough in Minnesota. He is able to go neutralize the other team's best wing, so that your best wing can focus on the offensive end. We could literally throw Covington on Harden. We could throw Covington on Russ in, in stages if we need to. We could throw him on. Luca, we could throw him on one of Kawhi or I've, Paul George. I have Terrence Ferguson, who's 21 years old, 22 tops. He weighs 180 pounds. Okay, and he's gonna Soaking throw weight. That's my point. Like Ro- Roko has not been this not big this dude. It's fine. I thought you wanted to be good this year. We're, we are okay. good this year. If, That's okay, my argument. Is we, we would be good. better. We would be better immediately. Yeah. So if if we're in a playoff and we're playing the Lakers and it's like, hey, uh, Terrence Ferguson, you need to go guard LeBron James for seven it was games. Chris okay, Paul last time we played 29, the Lakers. Chris Paul was guarding. I know. LeBron. Wait a second, though. Let's just be real. There's 29 other teams that have the or 28 other teams. Sorry, can't count the Lakers that have the same problem whenever they play the Lakers. That no, say, yes, they do. No one can guard LeBron. Us. We can't make that argument. Kawhi, no, but we can't make that argument. Come on. No, we can't guard any big wings, which is like the primary player type that you have to guard in the NBA. How many players are big wings nowadays other than LeBron? Let's be real. He just Kawhi? was listing them. LeBron, Paul. Kawhi, Paul oh, George, Giannis. Luka. Who else? Giannis. Four. Harden. I've He's said six just now. Okay, I'm going to go. <laughs> I'm literally just going to look up, like, not, well, the most points per game. I'm not. See how many? I'm not trying to be ridiculous right now, but it. This team is fun enough, and we have enough assets in the future. Just to don't break the glass yet. That's all I'm saying. We're what, not an emergency. Is, look, don't break the glass. Look, but trading Dennis Schroeder for Robert Covington is not breaking. Yes, the glass. Yes, it is. It puts us. They have the same contract this year and next year, basically. We're not giving up anything Who do you think? in the future. Okay, to honestly, do it. honestly, wait a second. We're just giving up one of our Who? three point guards for one small forward, of which we don't have. Who any. do you think we have a better chance at keeping? A guy that we've had four years of experience with, or three years of experience with, every single season. The guy, or well, a it's guy not that the guy who's on the record saying he wants to be a starting in point October, guard in October, whenever he thought and heard everybody else every talking October. about no. No, whenever he heard that Chris Paul was going to be traded, that's whenever he was saying that crap. I think Dennis right no, now can no, accept. No, he was asked. No, 
that's no. He was asked in December if he wanted to be sixth man of the year, and he said, "I want to be a star." When? No, that was in October. It was misquoted. In December. No, it was misquoted. No, it was in December. It was misquoted. <laughs> I watched the video. Let me see it. Send it to me right now, because, I, and I'm not I trying will. to be funny okay. right now. I honestly think that Dennis has slowly bought in to the six man role. That's what he fits better as. A smaller guard like that cannot be honest with themselves and think that they can be a starter in today's NFL. I'm sorry. All right, I'm going to go through a list of uh, large forwards that uh, Terrence Ferguson would have to guard if we kept him instead of Robert Covington. Uh, James Harden, Giannis, Luka, Anthony Davis, Kawhi, Carl Anthony Towns, Brandon Ingram, LeBron James, Pascal Siakam, Paul George, Andrew Wiggins, Jason Tatum, Jimmy Butler. All of those guys have more than 20 points per game. I didn't hear Kawhi Leonard either. But, I um, said Kawhi. <laughs> like 90% of those, Terrence Ferguson is going to guard. Michael Porter Jr. Yeah, it's a problem. Michael Porter Jr. That's it is? How is that a problem whenever he's been yeah, locking everybody up? Terrence Ferguson's really good at guarding guards. We don't have anybody oh who can guard God. a wing right now. Uh, Not a single player Terrence, on the roster. Oh. I, I heard this on Down to Dunk. I think Terrence Ferguson, and I agree with their take, Terrence Ferguson is the smallest 6'7 guy I've ever seen. It doesn't matter. His length and his athleticism it makes up for his weight. And this isn't a bash and, on and Terrence maybe, Ferguson. No, five, it doesn't. This is a... <laughs> Roster no. construction and how can we? I'm not bashing on Terry. He's great at guarding ones and twos. Just, He's great uh, at it. He's great on James. Harden. I think this team defender. is a lot better than what we're giving it credit for. That's it. I just really think so. Jerry, no, you're you're missing the point here, though. You're acting like we're trying to harm this year's team. We all think this makes this year's team better. Uh, depending on what we nobody's get saying. Back let's dump. Is what you're saying, better. Robert Covington. Covington's so good. Dude. We're saying, I don't think we're saying Robert Covington makes this team better than yep. Dennis Schroeder does. No. Yeah. No. No. <laughs> all, okay. No. I and I, I, think, I know y'all think I'm crazy right now, but hell no. I would rather have Baisley getting those minutes getting better. I'd rather have Dennis Schroeder playing the role. He doesn't that play he's the playing. same position. I understand that. Baisley plays four. I understand that, but at the same time, I'd rather have. The minutes that the way that they're going right now continually to be going throughout the rest of the season, opposed to picking up Robert Covington on probably and a one-year deal minutes. that means Schroeder nothing for us. Two-year deal. Oh, sorry, sorry. Two years. That the means same nothing. Deal, the same deal as Shooter. I think we can get Shooter. The same as Shooter. I think we can get Dennis to buy into the role. That's my only point. No. I think we yes. can get no. I think so. He will not. He's on the record wanting to be In October. No way. Until I see a video, this was said in October, which I would say the same damn just, thing. There's no way. Dennis. I'm going to just need you to believe me when I tell you that he's said it on the record. Okay. Dennis Dennis is doing it now because he knows that eventually he'll be a starting point guard. There's no way he's going to No, he doesn't belong there. He is Lou Williams Jr. That is it. That's what I'm trying to say. Okay, think in one hand and shit in the other. Think which one fills up faster. The shit. You're a fucking six man. Robert Covington's a larger human, so I think his bowel movements probably would fill your hand up faster if that's what we're talking about. I'm talking about in Dennis's hands. His own doo-doo in his own hands. He's tiny. 
Oh, well, his hands are smaller. So. My point. He does have long arms. You have arms. a point there. My point is I would rather have Dennis there. That is it. I'm sorry. Dennis for Luca. Yes, of Dennis course. For- Why? That is All just right. a preposterous difference I just, there. I'm trying to figure out where your line is. Like, I cannot figure it out. It's like... It's like far, way far than all of ours, but like not that far, not like Luca for for Dennis far. Who would you trade Dennis Schroeder for? Who would be on your line? So no, there would have to be a lot of different dominoes that would fall in effect there. I would honestly, yes, I would want a little bit of now, and I'd want a little bit of the future. You give me a, a Jeff Teague and. In the same role as a six-man. No, hold, hear me out. And some future picks? Maybe. But I'm not going to sit there, and, and I'm just trying to get someone comparable to his skill set, not anything ridiculous or off-left field here. That, He's redundant on this roster. Who? We're playing three point guards because we have too many point guards and no small forwards. No, no, no. The fact that everyone considers Shea a point guard is ridiculous. He is definitely more of a two-three hybrid. Fine, then we're playing two point guards and a two. Okay, and that's what you need. <laughs> it's a ten-man yeah, roster. We need a small forward. We have like fourteen of them that it's can a, be in that position. Is my point? We have zero small forwards, Jerry. Hybrid. We have zero small no, no, forwards. No. We're putting we that in zero air small quotes. Forwards uh, over two hundred pounds. In air quotes again. You have zero small forwards. Ferg is a two. God, he's a big two. Uh, small okay, I guess since we're going you know, by boxing weight I, classes I now. What, what was your answer for the the line? Like, what type of player? It, what caliber? It would have to be somebody that is one a little bit older. Let me just preface it this way: someone that's a little bit older with pretty much the same exact skill set in the same exact role. Plus, I would want back a future pick that is higher than normal. I'm not willing to just let it go. I don't know. I I think that this team could be fun in the playoffs. Even if you guys disagree. Look, but Jerry, again, again, look, we're not you're arguing this point like we're saying tank by trading him for robert no Covington. no no i, I get mean, that you need to accept that we're saying we think I the am, team gets better we're not just no i am the president and i disagree with I am that the president of team anti-tank i've been on anti-tank from the jump and i think that this actually makes us a more competitive team in the playoffs so, i think that's where the disagreement is like so like I, but dennis is averaging damn near 17 points a game it's easier to do that in the regular bench. season as opposed to during the playoffs but if you look at the rest of the Western Conference's bench, they do not stack up to ours. Not even close. And that's my whole point. Rotation is that smaller. Oh, the Clippers the definitely too. stack up. No, but that's that's a I bad point, though, because like it doesn't matter if their bench stacks up to ours. It's if their best seven players stack up to ours. It doesn't matter who's coming off the bench and who's not. It's who's getting minutes. Which can... Seven or eight. But But what you're doing, each game can change from game to game to game. It, it can. We we can hold Paul. Paul George can put up 30 on us one game, and then we can hold him to 10 the very next. We've already proven it. Like, it doesn't matter. What I think is we have a better team the way we're set up now than what we would be with a Robert Covington rental. That is it. I'm sorry. 
it's not a rental is the same as the Schroeder contract. Let's move on. I think on. we can this get is, Dennis. I, I don't understand. I know. I think we, I think, my point in this whole yeah, thing is I think we can get him to resign. Think in one hand and shit in the other and see which one fills and up And I faster. think we can get the, the doo-doo in Dennis's corner <laughs> to fill up faster than the other side. That's all I'm saying. I get y'all's point. All right. Well, that was trade talk. Next question. Time for some Twitter questions. I told you I was uh, dying on this hill. I told so, y'all. <laughs> I believe you. So we didn't have many Twitter questions that were not going to be redundant from the trades. So we're just going to do one. Actually, now that we've had this conversation, this might be a little bit of a controversial question. Uh, at Thunder Season asks, should Dennis be starting over Ferguson? No. I say no. I like the way it's built right now. Steve. Um, Dennis Hater Steve. So my <laughs> I I always lean towards I wish they would just change the starting lineup game to game. Um but I Keep think Billy's guessing. made it pretty clear that he's not open to doing that. Since he's not open to doing that, we need somebody to guard big wings. Ferg's the best option we have. The big wings all start, so he needs to keep starting. I right. would rather have Robert Covington do it, though. <laughs> Let's have another 30-minute conversation about that. All right. Uh, so we're going to – I guess we can talk about the whole week, but let's first uh, go over uh, in more detail the – game on monday we play houston at an early time 4 p.m it's martin luther king day hopefully all of you have the day off so you can watch it um it's going to be in houston so the second i think it's the second game in houston this season uh we and it is the last we have it's a really hard game and then we have a really cushy stretch of the game. Yeah. So it's a very over this hump and get to that. It's the very end of our tough run ending with Houston. And then after that, let me just make sure I got it right. Wednesday we play Orlando. Friday's Atlanta. Sun Saturday is Minnesota. So just a cakewalk. Oh yeah. Nice cakewalk. Wait a second. Is that Minnesota game at home or away? At Minnesota, only home right. game is in Atlanta. We have a we have a chance then. Or fort with Atlanta. So, predictions for the week. Everyone. We'll end with this. Steve. Uh, three and one. Natty. Uh, it's loading up. I need to see it. Go ahead, Jerry. Uh, you know what I'm gonna do. Four and zero. Oh. Oh and four. Four and O, oh, because his team is the goat. It's perfect, and there's no trade that can be done. Nope, that would make it any better. Nope, nope, nope. Uh, my prediction is four and O oh as well. Uh, I think the Houston game will be close and tight, but I think we win it, nice and tight, uh, and then we go three and O oh for the other three. Oh, that's what she said. Yeah, uh, I think. We go three and one, but the game we drop is at Orlando. Um, it just feels that it be just feels like KCS. that feels like the type of game that we would drop. I hope I'm wrong, but it just does. And from from what I remember, we don't actually play very well in that building. So um, 
It just that, that feels like a, a game a, a Thunder team would lose. Um, I asked yeah. I asked uh, Tierney this question, and I know we're wrapping up, but right now the Thunder sit at um, a whopping twenty four and nineteen. Do the Thunder, as currently constructed, make fifty wins, which means that they would have to go twenty six and thirteen the rest of the way or better. Probably not. That's like a sixty-six win percentage, like, right? Yeah, I did the yeah. math right. Yeah, but I say so because the first half of the season was probably one of the toughest in the league, and we are turning over a really, 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 really easy second half of the season. It is pretty easy. So, I don't know. I I think we're close, but I don't think we quite make it. I say no. like forty-eight. Yeah, that's where I'm thinking. 45 to 49 is where I'm guessing at. Mm-hmm. Not quite 50. All right. That'll do it. Any last words, boys? I Thunder up. I think this team is good enough to make the playoffs and have some fun. That's it. Jerry hates Robert Covington. We all agree with you. Steve, Steve hates Dennis Schroeder. And Maddie is... Schroeder. Uh, just a neutral party in this situation. <laughs> Team anti-tank? <laughs> I am anti-tank. That's the, where I am. I think we're all anti-tank at this point this season. Yeah. yeah. We just I have different ways of getting anti-tank. there. Yeah. If you're not anti-tank, you're cray-cray. Um, and... I don't have a good transition from that, but you can follow <laughs> us on Twitter at OKC Topic Thunder. Uh, Big Heads Media just revamped their website a little bit, so we now we have our own special little uh, website where if you uh, search under the basketball section and then you will see our names under Western Conference, you will see our beautiful podcast with all the merchandise, all the episodes, and go check it out. So... Thank you all for listening. Hope you all have a great weekend. Uh, Enjoy the football today if you're watching. And thunder up. Thunder up. Thunder Thunder up. up. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. American Giant makes great clothing, sweatshirts, jeans, and more right here in the U.S. Visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order with code STAPLE20. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com, code STAPLE20.